And now, from our studios in Kansas City, Sci-Fi For Me Radio is live from the bunker. All right. Do I hear anything? Okay, I gotta turn my turn that music down. Yes. Welcome everybody. We are live from the bunker, and we have lots of stuff to talk about today. Very exciting. Very exciting. Very exciting. Let's get to it because there's lots of drama. At the Walt Disney Company, among other things. Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Jason Hutt. I am the editor here at SciFiForMe.com. And we are looking at a number of different things. I don't even know where to start, but it, there is a lot of stuff happening. So we're going to start here. First of all, let me give a shout out to everybody who listens to us on, on various podcast platforms. We're all over the place. And uh, if you do listen to us, I do invite you to check out the live video. The chat is open. Uh, on both uh, YouTube and Odyssey. So you can join us over there. You can always leave a comment if you're seeing us in replay. Uh, connect with us on social media. Our email address, live from the bunker at sci fi for me.com. And we have a Discord. All right. All of that out of the way. Let's go. Joining me today, Mr. Cameron Pasha and Culture Casino. We are talking about the drama at the Walt Disney Company. Welcome, gentlemen. Greetings. Cameron, how you you have you have touched off a little bit of a firestorm this week? Uh, really, I have. I feel like I'm always doing that. Uh, I mean, well, in, all, in addition to, to the you, other firestorms you've launched, yes. Well, let me say hello to Jason and to my good friend Culture Casino. I always enjoy having seeing both of you. So, first of all, I want to apologize to your to your group because unfortunately, I I just got the link for this and I actually have to leave in just a few minutes. So I only got about fifteen minutes because I have meetings for the rest of the afternoon and I've got to go prepare. Okay. So I hope that I apologize to everyone watching, but hopefully I can get in a few insights before I leave, and then Culture will be here because he's got a lot of very very deep insights and I hope everyone sticks around and and, and really listens to him. Well, so in the pl- last the last minute nature of the email, I saw WDW Pro's uh, video this morning about what's been going on over at Lucasfilm and he was reporting based on your uh, your scoops uh, over on the Patreon account. By the way, I finally got it to work. I'm now a patron. Thanks very much. So, um, uh, this is this is some pretty some pretty heavy duty stuff. And I was like, oh, well, maybe maybe I can get Cameron on my show to talk about it. So here we are. So let's start there, because you've dropped some bombshells about Lucasfilm, uh, about the story group, uh, in addition to what looks to be setting up a proxy war with regard to the board of directors at the Walt Disney Company. So I'll, you, you can take whichever one you want to do first. Well, why don't I? Why don't I, I jump in very quickly on the on the stuff that came out? This is the quote unquote scoops, right? Uh, and then and then we can move into talking about uh, what's happening right now with this proxy war. And it's something I think the culture is going to have a lot to say uh, about, right? I think you've got a lot of uh, you know details and thoughts about what's happening. I think this is going to become bigger and bigger. Uh, but let's let's let let me do that, and then I'm gonna I'm keep my eye on the clock here. And again, sure. please forgive me for for hopping like that. But I literally I'm like I was like, do I should I even come on right now? Because I know I have to run, but I'm going to because I respect this channel. It's, and and its viewers. So so very quickly, the the a few days ago, I received a message from a Disney source who I verified, uh, who is very high level, 
and you know definitely has an agenda against the current regime right and uh and i verified who they are and that they have access to this information and it was quite shocking they had reached out they reached out to me on monday and gave me several scoops uh of what is happening specifically at lucasfilm but it ties into the broader issues of what's happening at disney uh very specifically the gave me the the information that this damon lindelof movie that everyone's been talking about in the last few days uh, is something that was essentially he pulled a Leslie Headland on 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 Lucasfilm. He basically just uh, announced the project himself without permission by anyone, uh, and about without permission from Kathleen Kennedy in an effort to try to to lock it in uh, and put it on the slate. So the idea that it's actually in production right now is, is that's just not true. Uh, Mr. Lindelof is is infamous for taking years to develop things. It took it took him multiple years to develop uh, the leftovers, and even then they had to stop production and start all over. So he's not someone that comes up with an idea in, in October and is in production in December, and the film is shooting in, you know, in, in a few... It's just not realistic for any screenwriter, feature writer, yeah. much less this gentleman's modus operandi. But apparently he, he's been pulling a game, just like Ms. Hedlund, to try to force people... You saw Ms. Hedlund be able to push her project forward by just manipulating the media, because it puts Kathleen Kennedy in a very bad position where people are running around announcing things. You know, people who ask me, why don't she? Why doesn't she just put out a press release saying no, it's not happening? Because it makes her look like an idiot, right? Mm-hmm. How can people run around and make these announcements? It makes her look like she's not in charge, and so she can't. So she has to go with it. Uh, and apparently, that wasn't very well received inside of Disney when people realized what was happening. There, here we go again. Now you're putting this on our plate when we didn't want the Headland project. Now we got to deal with this. So that that's what's happened with Lindelof. Doesn't mean it's ever going to get made, but that's the game that this gentleman is playing. I've met Mr. Lindelof. Doesn't surprise me that this is what i'm hearing uh and so forgive me i think I, I i think we're breaking up on visual quality so please forgive me on that i i, I don't i don't know why it's happening it's, maybe it's my camera it's uh it's popping in and out but we can still hear you fairly clean and and okay. uh you know as as they say in the in the production world as long as your audio is clean <laughs> everything <laughs> else is is okay so doesn't always work that way in in, in movies but, right. but okay but but all right and so the the other as a result of the other scoop that came in is uh is Mr. is Miss Kennedy then tried to turn that to her advantage and went to Bob Iger and said, Look, you know, well, since looks like looks like we're gonna be doing a Dane Dimmel Lindelof project at some point, right? So can I stick around and do that? Right? You know, can I stick around after Indiana Jones? And uh and apparently she was told quite uns- it's like, no, I'm I'm sorry. We don't know what's gonna happen with Lindelof, but regardless, you're not gonna be involved in it. You whatever her departure date is, assuming it's around Indiana Jones, that's been pretty much set in stone. And and she tried to elongate it according to my source. And and Bob Iger himself denied it and said, No, I'm not interested in you sticking around. Uh the other thing that's that I think shook up people a lot to the point that I even think some of the people at Lucasfilm noticed it on you can see on their Twitter, um, was that this this source inside of Disney provided me a list. Of uh, that was that was apparently created by the Bob Iger regime shortly after he came in. A list of Lucasfilm employees that will be let go when Ms. Kennedy goes. It was a list of names, uh, and you, now you're on the Patreon. You'll see the article. I don't necessarily feel comfortable going over those names publicly, sure. but they're on my private Patreon. And not only did they provide me a list, they provided me the reasons why each individual would be would stay on or be let go. Uh, and it's very specific, so I, I don't think this is something fraudulent. It's very specific to each individual. Some of them even listed HR problems, which, you know, culture knows HR problems tends to re- reflect uh, Me Too stuff and things like that, right? So there's apparently been a lot of investigations internally of individuals at Lucasfilm. So they've been creating, this is what HR does. They create a case, right? Yeah. They create a case when they let you go. So they've created a case. And so I was given the list and the individual case. Uh, and, you know, some people like Lil and Chi are, are apparently in the green that they're safe, that 
that they're they're well liked, but most of the people on the list uh, have an X mark and and HR's explanations as to why they need to be let go. And so that's on my Patreon. If anyone wants to check it out, um, uh, it was enough that at least uh, Mr. Pablo Hidalgo put out some some passive aggressive comments saying, "Well, I've been at this company for many years," and it's, 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 people are getting back to him it's like, "Hey, are you on this list?" Right? So it's it's getting to him. See, it's so funny. those are the, those those are the scoops that hit hard. Um, now transitioning into the things that are happening now, we've had huge news yesterday with, with Susan Arnold, right? right. Uh, the, the chairman of, of Disney, who was, you know, unexpectedly stepped down. Suddenly we hear for the first time, well, you know, there's a 15-year rule that, yeah, I was like, I never heard of this. That other board member has been on for 15 years. I'm like, really? First time I ever heard of this? How come they didn't announce this when she took the job? That she's only going to be there for two, three years or whatever because... You know, there's a 15-year rule that no one's ever heard of, right? So sounds like more sounds like more like if you remember the original Pirates of the Caribbean, the parlay. It's more like guidelines, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so guidelines that you put into effect when you need them. And so it's like, and so Ms. 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 Arnold was ousted, uh, and this gentleman who is the uh, who is the Mark Parker who is a who is actually executive chairman at Nike is now going to be the new chairman of Disney. And so my very quick take on that is that. This is the beginning of an internal war inside of Disney because we notice what's happening. Not only did this happen, we're having this um, major shareholder, uh, Mr. Peltz, uh, who's part of the Trion Group, which is a major shareholder in uh, in Disney, uh, who is now fighting for a seat on the board. Uh, he's gone public. He's been on CNBC now. This is accelerating really fast, right? He's going. I, he's put out a list on my Patreon. One of one of my Disney sources sent me the internal presentation that that Trion is doing. To, to show why the board is incompetent and it's very detailed it's like 30 slides of very detailed um you know powerpoint which again you can go to my patreon and you can you can find it there and it it goes over all the things that investors are saying that this board is outrageous and doesn't know what it's doing right wow. uh, so this there's a real war there's a real war starting but the interesting thing and this is where i'm going to pass it over to to, to culture uh because i need to start heading out but the interesting thing the interesting thing is that if you look at mr peltz and the trion group who were they heavily connected to? Procter & Gamble. Uh, the Trion Group had a major stake in Procter & Gamble, and Mr. Peltz was on the board of Procter & Gamble for several years until just, I think, just a few months ago. Um, and who, who, where did Ms. Susan Arnold come from? She was the president of Procter & Gamble. Right? So this is, this is her friend. This is her ally. I even think maybe the Trion Group may have been the one that pushed her to become the chairman after after Iger was was sort of put down because it seems some, I knew some investors had to do it. It looks like it was probably them because they're her old relationship, right? right. It's all it's about relationships. It's not a coincidence that a former board me member of uh, of uh, Procter & Gamble would be pushing for a Procter & Gamble president to become the so it, to become the, their spokesman inside of Disney. And now that she's been removed, uh partly because she, or not partly, primarily because she was Bob Chapek's ally, in my view, right, and probably knows the shadier things that are happening that caused Mr. Chapek to be removed. In my opinion, I've stated that I think Mr. Chapek was removed to cover up something that he wasn't involved in, particularly a financial scandal, probably related to FTX, that he was about to find out about, and they had to get rid of him. And when Arnold couldn't protect him from, then Arnold being his last ally, they can't have her around because she knows what's up. So it's not a surprise at the moment, the moment Ms. Arnold is removed from office, that this shareholder war begins from her ally. This is this is a proxy war. And essentially, we're seeing the rebellion that that people are wondering, where are these investors? If we're all upset as, as consumers, where are the investors? They're here now. 
this is the moment where the 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 rebellion begins and i jokingly used to call uh ms arnold palpatine in my in my um because you know she was the machinator who put who took, put chapek her darth vader in charge and was cleaning up things inside from Iger's regime turns out she's not palpatine turns out uh susan arnold is mon mothma <laughs> she started a rebellion. You know, it's it's funny it's funny how this kind of thing just develops over time and we sit there and go oh well this wasn't exactly what we thought it was to begin with and you know the pieces on the table start to move around and 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 the the picture becomes clear i've said a number of times let's wait and see what happens let the story play out because there's another piece that we don't know yet and now here we go with this. And, you know, you put this combined with, you know, Bob, Bob Iger sitting there saying, okay, everybody's got to come back to work. You know, no more, no more remote work. You're going to be in the office four days a week. We've got the, the Reedy Creek stuff happening. I mean, there's all of this shakeup. You know, I was talking to Neon at Clownfish TV the other day. He says 2023 for Disney is going to be a year of death and rebirth. I think, I think right. we're going to see a lot of... Bad things happen to certain people, and hopefully they land on their feet. I wish them well, but they're not in the place where they can do the most good at this point, I think. And, yeah, and, 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 and we're and starting this, to figure that the out. The rebellion is, is just begun. It's just begun. This is going to be the hot news. Because even if this gentleman doesn't get the board seat, he's not going to stop. No, he won't. Right. So, And, and with that, culture, I'm going to pass it on yeah. to you. With my Thank apologies, because I want to hear what you have to say, but I'm literally now, I'm like, I got to get in the shower and I got to get in my oh, car. <laughs> so, so my apologies to both of you gentlemen, but I'm going to watch this on replay and I want to hear your comments, culture. All right, sure. Cameron, thank you very much for Thanks. being able to join us this morning. I appreciate it. Well, this morning for you, this afternoon for us. Have fun at your meetings. Yeah. <laughs> all good. I'll tell you all about it later. God bless, guys. Take all care. Right. Culture, Talk please. No, I'll be watching. So speak to the future Cameron that's watching. On this oh, okay, all right. Very good. I definitely will. Right, take care, guys. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks. All right. So, so Coulter, let's, uh, let's, let's build on that a little bit because cool. this, is, this is quite a bit of a, of a beginning of a shakeup, I think. Because if, oh. you've got, if you've got a proxy war on the, on the level of the board and, the corp, and, and then, then you have whatever is happening at corporate— because that's probably one step down from this. Yeah, it's, that's going to uh, be a thing. It is, it is, and 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 it's funny because I mean the only time this guy's okay. So there's an old adage, right? And we've seen it multiple times. Like, come for the king, you best not miss. Right. Right. Well, this guy doesn't miss very often. This is the one thing you have to know about Pelts. Pelts. I think the only time he's experienced failure in one of these types of leveraged maneuvers is when he went after Dupont. And even then, he still got something out of that out of that maneuvering. So I'm, I'm always, I should say, I'm frequently amazed at how people uh, don't pay any attention to the way activist investors work. He's one of the most effective. He has been for a long time. He's got nine hundred million dollars in Disney right now. Um, it, so we're we're coming in up on a billion dollars, and he has been laying out his case. I mean, in the course of the last four hours, uh, you know, Peltz has really started to pound pound on Disney from multiple fronts. You have every every business site and every business uh, media team covering this right now. It's on, uh, you know, it's on high cycle. And, um, you know, while a lot of people are saying, well, maybe he's overreaching a little bit. No, he's got he's got enough information. Obviously, you know, Cameron, you know, has on his Patreon has released 
a detailed uh, a detailed PowerPoint that was presented. Um, but he wanted the board position, Susan's position as chairman. That's what he was gunning for, yeah. right? The, he wanted to be the new chairman announced at the annual shareholders meeting, right? Because that's technically when her term completes. So I, I was, I was, I was thinking, well, this is a reason. This is this this timing is there's a there's a reason behind all the timing here is because he didn't get what he wanted. And they put and this is why I did the video that I did today. Um, they put a, a a different type of activist in place in the chairman. You, they took somebody out of Nike who has a very interesting past. I mean, consider <laughs> Nike's business dealings with uh, forced labor uh, providers <laughs> over the years. Well, um, not just and, that, but you know, bowing bowing to the to the uh, to the government of China, and and yes. you have the the Colin Kaepernick stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, and, yeah. You know, they, very various different things. The, the 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 Betsy Ross flag shoe debacle. I mean, various different things over the years. Not just the whole slave labor thing. No, but, no, no, but uh, you know, but but understand. I mean, you know, geopolitically, you have like a range of mistakes you can make. This guy, the, this guy working for Phil Knight, running his company, the company that Knight started. It, it I mean, essentially, it, that's what he's done. He's he's done. You know, as as he, I guess as chair and CEO of Nike, because he was both for a period of time, uh, if memory serves, and I think I'm right. But I, uh, you take a look at you, you take a look at what he does. He does everything that 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 essentially is culture destroying, right? The, yeah. the, these got very progressive ideals, and honestly, that's that's that doesn't work in a family company, right? Because because progression is technically destruction. But regardless, Peltz is a very he's a very motivated person. Uh, Trianne has a uh, a very uh, a very interesting history, and he does personally. Um, this is another reason they don't like him, and they're trying to like you know put a cushion between uh, Iger and uh, and the, the Trion group is because he originally backed uh, Orange Man. They don't uh, like Orange Man. Yeah. And he has he has very interesting political maneuvering and you can set that aside in any way that you want uh, or, or look at it in any way that you want. But he is he is a major player. He gets things done. I have, I anticipate and this is this is one of those things. I think Cameron's right. Uh, I think it's part of this uh, attack that he's doing. Um, Disney is trying to preemptively mute right with this list of people that are leaving lucasfilm there's a, a, a list of other people that are leaving in the disney company um of course they got rid of uh any chapic people they got you know you've got kareem daniel and several other folks that that you know are no you know persona non grata and, and exiting the company or have exited the company um so i feel like they're making a lot of these maneuvers to kind of mute what he's trying to do but I don't think they'll thwart him. And if they do, he's going to win on some level that's going to be quite noticeable. And as you mentioned, you spoke with Neon, who I greatly respect, because, again, he, he worked for the company in many different capacities, as did uh, Geeky Sparkles. Yeah. And, um, you know, they, they, they've got hot takes on Disney right now, too. And I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I, I, see, uh, I, I, I see him gaining ground in this proxy fight and gathering... Um, and gathering more and more votes, he's going to force some kind of a vote. I now, I do you it. think do you think that happens before or after the February shareholders call? I, I would guess it probably happened right after because you could sit there and go, "You see these numbers? That's these guys. We got to put somebody new in charge." 
I think you're going to, I think you're going to see, I, I think you'll see it right around that period of time. Absolutely. Yeah. I, in fact, I, I anticipate and expect it, you know, and I, I really wish Cameron had had more time, but I was so glad that he came by and good to see you, your Muslim uncle and fat Elvis and everybody. Yeah. But, um, the, uh, I mean, when I, when I, when I look at this, I have a feeling we're going to see a vote and it's going to go badly. I, I've been, I've been anticipating and telling people I fully expect quite the red quarter <clears throat> yeah, and maybe, maybe this quarter and maybe next. In fact, I said as much in the video that I put out. Today, and, so. and that's like Game of Thrones, red, red wedding quarter, right? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you're going to see a lot of people leave indeed. <laughs> yeah. Red wedding indeed. But also on the financial thing, I mean, you, you, Disney's going to have a rough time staying in the black. Right. I mean, think of all the maneuvers that 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 Iger's put in place. You know what? People are complaining because we've increased prices. We've added we've removed perks and, you know, all these other things. Maybe we give some of those things back. Maybe maybe we went too far. Maybe maybe we hit the price barrier. That 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 was a conversation that that I mean, uh, Valiant Renegade was having last night. I don't know if you caught that stream, but um, he was 100 percent right. I mean, Iger has to roll back a lot of stuff that was essentially profit taking uh, by Chappick. Yeah, well, uh, you were talking about the the parking fees being one of those among a, a, a number of different things at the parks, because well, the parks it, have just gotten so dang expensive. Nobody can go unless you've you well, you take out a second mortgage or something. Well, and yeah, I mean, so so right now at Disney World specifically, and that's where really the 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 income comes from for Disney is the Florida parks. But um, right now, if you were to park in, or try to park your vehicle at one of the theme parks, you would be paying twenty five dollars for general admission parking and you'd be paying 50 for premium parking and i could even be wrong because it's been a while since i've been there recently but i believe those numbers are still accurate what's worse is that when you visit a disney property hotel if you're staying on site Mm -hmm. no matter where you're staying even if you're staying in a quote-unquote value resort you're paying to park yeah you are paying to park, and it is insane. You are paying a daily fee to park at a resort that you're already paying a more than premium price for. You can literally stay still on property in a Bonnet Creek resort in a Waldorf Astoria for one half to one third the price of staying in one of the Disney properties uh, uh, media, uh, from median to deluxe. Well, um, and today there was an article that came out that they're looking to keep people a little bit more happy with the pricing and they're getting rid of the overnight parking payment so if it's during the day that's fine but if you're having to park overnight they're waiving it or something like that now so yeah and and then also consider this that um they they they're they've relaxed some of the very guest unfriendly things and it's great to see you mindy by the way um but it's uh they've relaxed some of the um some of the other things that they were doing there as well uh, they've they've backed off of some of the reservation stuff for restaurant reservations they've backed off of um uh, not allowing people to uh, uh park hop that's the you know allowing you to move from one theme park to another right if uh they've 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 done some things that make it a little bit more guest friendly because one of the biggest complaints was that you, if you couldn't park hop until four, what was the point? Especially in the, you know, in the months when the parks are only open to five or six or so. I mean, you literally, you know, maybe seven or, or whatever. Most people like to park hop between wherever their first destination is and Epcot. So they were actually, while they were making some more revenue in the parks, they were, because of restricting the travel, they were actually limiting 
um, some of the earnings that they could get out of uh, the guests that were traveling to Epcot to eat or to check out the festivals or anything else. So, you know, again, I would imagine Pelts would be very well informed when it came to things like that and, uh, and, and was, you know, being it was observing things. Now, mind you, this is a side. Now, we, we were talking about this proxy fight that Pelts is instigating, but set that aside for the second and think about this. There's still being sued by another stockholder, a significant stockholder, is going after them for records and documents. And, and if that succeeds, expect a class action lawsuit. Because there is a lot of stuff, because of the lack of transparency with Disney and because of a lot of corporate doublespeak, that need that that these stock that these 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 stockholders these major stockholders are very interested in now mind you we're not talking about the big boys right we're not talking about the 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 slight slightly darker shade of rock mm-hmm. we're not talking about <laughs> any of the folks i have to be careful because I, I you know jason i like your channel yeah, you're, uh, you're, fi- you're fine you're fine yeah. you're fine as a matter of fact that that particular company apparently according to a, a to an article over on uh Watcher.guru, they're uh, firing 500 people in a big layoff. And that's and that's after getting four, was it $4 billion from the University of California program? Something, System? whatever the endowment was, yeah. The, yeah. yeah I mean, and, 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 and here's, you know, this is a really strange thing, but like I said, Trion as a, as a group is very successful. No matter what, this is going to end up in more money in their pocket. Um, and when you start arguing about stockholder value and and and, and all of that, you know, and, and and the depreciation of value in the company over the course of the last few years, and even after Iger stepped in to replace Chappic, right? Or consider that it bumped for a week and then fell down to an even much lower point than it had ever been under Chappic. I think it got down well below my buy threshold, which was eighty six dollars. That's what I told people that this would be a good point to buy. <laughs> Was yeah. eighty six bucks right now? So, it's sitting at ninety nine seventy four. Yeah, so it's jumped right back up. There. Yeah, so yeah. so so again, if if somebody had listened to me, they would have done quite well. But um, <laughs> and I am not a stock picker. I'm going to say this. This is my what do you call it? Disclaimer. Yes, the disclaimer. I'm financial advice. I'm not a professional in the Consult field. Consult your I, tax attorney and yeah. your accountant. Yeah, 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 yes. yeah. Go and get a financial planner. Go talk to a you know a, your, your 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 trusted stockbroker. But when you look at this and you see the fact that I don't think he's going to have a hard time building a coalition of people that will grant him their proxy. You're going to see a vote. You're going to see, and if you don't see it after or, or you know or, or near the next stockholder meeting, yeah. you'll see it at the, the the following quarter. Because because right now all of these indicators for Disney are trending downward. Consider this: they're they're offering a set up to a seven hundred and fifty dollar food card. For your visit to Disney World, yep. consider that they're offering um, much discounted rates. Consider that they're letting people go at the Star Cruiser. This is all stuff that's been reported recently. Consider that they, they are obviously rolling staff there. Um, that thing's going to get kind of repurposed. And by the way, that was an Iger idea. That was a Kathleen Kennedy and Iger idea, is to take all of the ideas of the interactivity, put it in that hotel, and strip it out of the theme park where it was supposed to be to begin with. So, well, and and... The Disney board has set a precedent for what's coming because they sit there and go, oh, look at these numbers. We've got to get rid of Bob Chapek. And it was one of these immediate turnaround, let's not even discuss it, wham, bam, done. So after the next quarter, when the numbers come in and they're not very well and you know less than expected or, or as bad as expected, depending on your point of view, 
somebody can sit there in the shareholders group, whether it's Treon or anybody else, and they can sit there and go, look, these numbers are just as bad as they were under JPEG. It's not getting any better. It's time for change ownership. It's time, well, it's time for change management. Okay, so when you lose over 40% of, of market value, right, in, in a year, yeah. And in, in, you know, Iger created a small bump. I'm, I'm going to call the last three bumps we've seen in the market and for Disney like dead cat, dead cat bounces because that's <laughs> kind of what they are. Um, and if you don't know that term, look it up. But, you know, it's just it, it, it's it, this what? essentially it, it's that hope. Yeah, you can yeah. see them. You can see them. there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, and, and even today's market price, right, ninety nine fifty or ninety nine forty three. Look, it's going. It's See, look at it wobble. And I it's think wobbling. and I think yeah. this reflects. Oh, Bob Iger's going to fix things. What yeah. do you mean, Bob Iger's not going to change things? Oh, Bob Iger's going to fix things. What do you mean he's not going to change anything? What yeah. do you? Yeah. And so you get this expectation because of a particular group that has a particular ideology who says, "Oh, Bob Iger is back, and where things are going to go back to the way they were." What do you mean they're not? Because reality sets in, and whether Iger wants to change things or not, the financial reality is Walt Disney Company is in trouble. You got to do things to to you know plug the plug the leaks in the boat. But I but my argument would be there haven't been a lot of plugs, right? There's been like right now. I mean, Iger's been bailing water. That's what yeah. I would call it at this point. I don't think any of the any of the holes in the in the in the in the in the boat have been fixed. I don't think, I don't think you've gotten to the patch part yet, but we're, but, but they are slowly, they're removing people. Um, and, and of course you can speak to that. Um, you know, uh, well, Jason, I think this is, this is a to. good, this is a good beginning we're ba- yeah. from a, from a standpoint of we need to treat this business like a business. Y'all need to be in the office doing your work. Yeah. Well, and, 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 and this is a little thing, but you know, it, it could be an indicator of other things that are coming. Well, and this is this speaks to the broader company and not specifically the cash cow of the theme parks. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, he's like, okay, Burbank, come back to work. <laughs> and and again, it's also what I was saying. This is an attempt to mute pelts. That's all it is. Yeah. And, and, and it's it like I said. I mean, if if they don't if they don't if they don't panic to the extent that they change everything, their philosophy. If if, if they don't turn the boat around and head back towards family friendly. You know, and family focused. I mean, their the perception is bad. I, I covered the statistics uh, multiple times. Uh, you know, in the last year and in the most recent video, consider this: there's a huge chunk of humanity in this country that have no brand trust for Disney any longer. No brand trust. Right. They fell 28 spots. So in the top hundred companies for visibility in the United States, uh, you know, as far as the trust metrics go. They fell 28 spots to number 65 last year. That number is going to go down even further. Well, um, according we, to this, according to this, this, uh, yeah. this PowerPoint from Tryon, you know, uh, operating performance has deteriorated, including a 50% decline in uh, what is ADG adjusted EPS since fiscal year 2018. Yeah, earnings per share is down. Not share. to mention, not to mention, yeah, not to mention the fact that they um, <clears throat> they suspended uh, dividends. Really, that's, that's something. Yeah, that's something that everybody's pissed about. And I, I could be mistaken that it w- maybe it's been restored, but I don't believe so. I think that it, it won't p- potentially be restored until twenty twenty five. At least that's that's what Pelts wanted to do. Yeah, 
I'm not sure if I'm not sure if that's going to be what happens. But yeah, diluted EPS and all of that, those that that's something that, you know, large level investors are paying very close attention. So earnings per share. So what do you think is going to happen now with with Reedy Creek, for example, because it's under, it's, gonna, it's coming exactly. into management. You know, DeSantis is putting together a, a, a government tied in board to run yeah. things. Is that going to improve things or is that just throwing gasoline on the fire at this point, do you think? Well, okay. So the tax advantages that were in place, not to mention the regulatory advantages, because that's the other thing people don't talk about. Um, I mean, obviously, people like Valiant Renegade, WDW Pro, you know, people that are in our sphere will talk a little bit about it. But there were a lot of advantages to Reedy Creek, right? You know, in, 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 you know, it goes beyond the whole, well, you could build a nuclear plant. Well, technically, with approval from the EPA, that was, you could, you can, through other regulatory processes, <laughs> yeah. sure, sure, but it wasn't really going to happen. <laughs> well, you know, but, I uh, almost, I almost want to see a nuclear plant with the ears on it. Just, I just, think, you know, I, I mean, I think, it's... Been, I, I think it'd be rad, man. I mean, <laughs> come on. But anyway, yeah, and I'm using old school terms there. But no, honestly, um, uh, there were lots of advantages. And of course, the tax advantages are huge, especially if you're, a, a, you know, an investor looking in and you're seeing that the move was to move stuff out of California. Yeah. To Florida, which already gives you a giant tax advantage. Then you have a special district that you control 65 miles, bigger than Manhattan, bigger than bigger than many, many cities out there, including San Francisco. That 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 place is huge. And if you look at it, if you look at it like that, if you um you just lost it all. You lost control of that. And all the tax advantages came along with like levying your own taxes, levying your mm. own things, because you controlled everything. You had your own comptroller that would essentially green light any project you want and keep it behind a wall so nobody could see what you were going to build. Unlike, yeah. you know, Universal, SeaWorld, all these others. Well, so, and, and and this report over here at WDW Magic that Pro Reference talks about there there are new projects that are in development at Reedy Creek that they're trying to push through the approval process to get them out and announced in February before this new uh, this new supervisory group takes over. Right. Yeah. I mean, th I think technically that doesn't happen until July, but I'm doing that from memory. And yeah, it's right. But the February thing is the is the next earnings call. So that's yeah, yeah, probably yeah, got yeah. to do yeah, with February it too, 8th, so. February 8th for earnings, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. But yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and again, I mean, 44 square miles is Death Angel, as Shadows points out. But I will add this to that. Um, Disney also owns a lot of other land that isn't included in that plot. And that's all I want to say about that. Yeah. So. Well, and, and we've all seen the various different charts and graphs of the things what the mouse owns that doesn't have anything to do with entertainment. Oh, and that one's old. The last one that you saw, the pictographic representation with, you know, the Spaceship Earth and yeah. the Star Wars ad at and all that, that's even old. That's old even. They yeah. they actually own even, even more than that. So it's very strange. Yeah, so. it is. I You know, I'm, I'm looking at all of this stuff and I'm thinking, this is... This is above my pay grade, yeah. and it's you know it's fun to keep track of. I mean, definitely, definitely worth you know getting the bowl of popcorn and sitting back and see what happens. But at the same time, you know, the flip side of this is this is really sad to see that this company has gotten to this point where it's no longer about entertaining the family, which is what Walt Disney was all about. It's well, now I mean, yeah. about. It, you know, exploitation and and 
propaganda and ideology. And if you don't, you know, if you don't like my politics, don't mind my book. And people are sitting there going, okay, we won't. And, you know, phase four of the MCU doesn't do well. And the Pixar, the the animated stuff doesn't do well. Well, they've not, they haven't won the animation war in four years. Universal has dominated them. Right. Then, then rewind. You, you, You said Marvel. Yeah. Do you, do you realize that five weeks prior to the film releasing, they were doing reshoots and still maybe for Quantumania? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and okay. I mean, and I get reshoot. I, I've been in this business. Reshoots are part of the process. Not, but reshoots two, two to three, four weeks prior to release, that's not a that. scramble. And, you know, we're hearing that for Indiana Jones 5, where, you know, when when Bob Chapek was there and they had the internal executive screenings that that nobody acknowledges that actually happened. And we hear stories that Chapek was raking Kathleen Kennedy over the coals over this thing. And they're reshooting an ending, according to John Williams, the maestro himself. But 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 again, Man Baby came out. And um, and said that that's baloney. None of that was ever in the script. Blah, blah, blah. We're not reshooting anything. It's the film's done. Whatever. Yeah. But see, the thing about it is what I don't get is when you have people who are at the executive level or or in the creative aspect of this and they're putting out a yarn and we know that it's clearly a yarn. And when it becomes when it when it comes out and it's proven to be a yarn, there's no accountability for these people. You know, there's nobody coming back out in the media, in the entertainment media. I mean, we'll do it, but I don't, we don't get James Mangold on our channel so we can look at him and say, James, you lied about this. What do you have to say about yourself? Right. You know, nobody's going to call these people to account. Nobody's going to hold Kathleen Kennedy to account. Nobody's going to hold Bob Iger to account or, or Leslie Headland or Taika Waititi or any of these people. Okay, so so let me add to that because again, we've seen those people pay the price, right? Because it's not on the project that 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 they do originally; it's on the next one. So we watched Kevin Smith lie to the general public about uh, Motu, right? Masters of the Universe, and what it was going to be, and that everything that Clownfish got out there, everything right. that they said was one hundred percent accurate. It was beat for beat, exactly what happened for part one and part two. Kevin Smith lied. He lied to the fans and then called them names, right? No. Do you know? Do you know how failed Clerks Three was? Bad. It was terrible. It was bad. It made almost no money. In fact, it. it you know, it, he. It, I. If he were still broke like he was for the first Clerks film, uh, he'd be paying that off for a hundred years. It, well, it, and it, and then he goes after. Why. Then he goes after Anna. Uh, that Star Wars girl was the same yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And I'm like, why Why do you people do this kind of thing? And the reason that I bring it up is as much as I like some of Mangold's projects, uh, specifically Ford versus Ferrari, I'm not a big fan of what he did to uh, Hugh Jackson's Wolverine, but we'll set that aside. Well, let me um, ask you this. How much, how much do you think that Mangold coming out and defending the project is corporate telling him to defend the project? How much of this is actually him saying, no, 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 everything's fine? And how much is it, you know, the mouse saying, you'll tell everybody that everything's fine? I, I wouldn't even begin to, to, I wouldn't even begin to know. But we already know that Disney sends out their leveraged actors and other talent yeah. to preemptively attack fans over 
whatever they perceive is going to be the stumbling block. And in fact, it, so much so that they released an entire series that was dedicated to that trope. It was called She-Hulk, right? Is to <laughs> yeah. attack the fans, right. you know? And that was an entire series. One, one fan in particular... Stay angry. Sure, sure, sure. sure. Yeah. Sure, well, sure. and yeah. and then we have the we then we have the memo. <laughs> excuse me. Then we have the memo that went out that says nobody talk about Mr. Iger's involvement in a certain particular financially crypto oh, yeah. company no, the crypto thing. thing. No, we yeah. can't. We can't talk about it. Nobody talk about it. And if anybody does talk about it, then you should tell us about that. Yeah. What, oh no. That's what a, yeah. They're what they're a terrible thing. Yeah. They're terrified when they. Okay. So. This is another thing. I think I brought this out the other day, maybe in a short video or something that I did. But there is a there is a reason. There's a reason that they don't they don't want anybody talking about it because they've managed to for whatever in whatever way coerce a judge into sealing the people that were involved yep. in yep. FTX. Yeah. That, that never happens. In a bankruptcy, that never happens. The judge said, "I'm not doing this forever." I'm doing it for now. We'll look at it again in, yeah. you know, X number of days, but I'm going I can think of if you're doing it at all. I can think of one other case where the judge seals the information that would be pretty critical in determining whether or not you do business with other people before and it involves a particular island. But we won't get into that. No, actually I did one time. <laughs> I, I, I got I got put well, I I obviously got put in whatever, you know, yeah, uh, purgatory YouTube puts you in. Well, for I'm I'm uh, I'm of the opinion that that trial, you know, yeah. uh, Maxwell's trial only happened so that they could seal the book. Oh no, and, of course, yeah, they don't want any. Yeah, I mean, again, if I were if I were uh, like a chief executive of a country or something, you know, uh, it would be in my best interest to like you know make that a coffee table book throughout America for free. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll call it the Maxwell House Diaries. Yeah, and probably yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah, and it, I think that because it kind of get... slides under the radar, you know. It does. It... Yeah, no. In fact, I think I think uh, you know uh, you you send that out to everybody and say here. Yeah. This is this is everybody that visited uh, visited that 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 island, that tropical yeah. island that nobody wants to talk about or even acknowledge exists. Well, and I think, yeah, I think guerrilla marketing is probably going to be how some of this stuff comes out because, you know, it, it's been pointed out and we've talked about it here. The fact that Twitter is not real life. There's not proportionally speaking. There's only what? Two million people using Twitter. There's not a lot of people that are paying attention to this stuff. I, you know, it's the normal people, but they're learning. They're finding out more, you know, especially with the Twitter files drop, for example. And what? I'm sitting there thinking what we ought to do is get these little post-it notes everywhere and do a hashtag Twitter files or hashtag Disney right. whatever and whatever, and just start dropping them everywhere and start making people look for this stuff. What is Sounds this? Good. What's going on? Yeah, well, it would also increase ADU for Twitter, so that would be a win-win for Elon. So. But <laughs> right? yeah, yeah, because everybody's looking at the average daily user. But I'm just, you know, I it's those it's those those conversations need to happen. I I like that idea, Jason. Now I'm inspired to do bad bad things. <laughs> Yeah, it's covert. not my fault. No, um, but I love it. I mean, it, that's a great idea. And I, I like I said, I think more and more people need to do that. But here's the thing. And this is this is where I uh, I, I did an interview with Carrie, uh, uh, Carrie uh, Smith over at the program that's going to be airing. That's today. happening tonight. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I'm still waiting be, for my invite. To, to, to be fair, I'm sure it's coming, dude. <laughs> uh, but to be fair, um, I. Uh, 
I may have mentioned this, but I have a different opinion. I'm not blackpilled at all. I really believe that these kinds of things and these, some of these subversive, actual subversive kinds of things are, are starting to take hold. For example, the media hates us. They hate you, Jason. Yeah. They, they, I mean, they, they hate me. They they hate but hate everybody equally, mostly except yeah. for themselves. But that now comes through to, or to even the quote unquote normies. There's not there are not a lot of people that aren't like now watching YouTube rather than watching television or anything else and i right. think that's i think that's ultimately going to get more and uh more exacerbated as we as we go through time but well um, and i think the other part of it too is that the 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 ones what hate us at whether whether it's corporate media or politicians or even you know what we, what some of us call shill media you know people like right. you know campier or grace randolph or any of those right they don't they're not happy about the fact that they have to talk about this stuff. I mean, I, I, I got a pop up here just a second ago. Grace Randolph's got a video talking about the proxy war, you know, uh, Ezra Miller's plea deal, Disney's proxy battle. Um, and, and they're having to talk about it and they don't like talking about this stuff. It's like we, no. we don't want to acknowledge this crap. You know, no. we don't want to well, we don't want to let you know that this is actually going on. And, 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 they, and they hate they hate being called out for being shills and puppets yeah. and you know, pixie dust snorters or whatever terminology. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of shield, let me interrupt real quick and and give people, give people a heads up on this. This is a GoFundMe that was organized by, uh, Hogue Law's sister. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Richard has been on the program, uh, before on a number of occasions. He's been on several different YouTube channels. He's got his own YouTube channel. Uh, he talks a lot about gaming. He's got a D and D, uh, uh, run that he's been doing. Uh, right after Christmas, he suffered a stroke. He was immediately into uh, the ICU, brain surgery. He is now recovering. And because he went into the hospital in 2022, and now he's coming out of the hospital in 2023, he's looking at a double deductible, lots of physical therapy and rehab that's about to happen. So they're, they've put together this, Go, this GoFundMe to uh, help with that. Uh, so far, they've raised fifty-seven thousand dollars. So I just wanted to put that out there and let people know. I'm going to put the link in the uh, in the notes. Yeah. But uh, it's it's I you know I look at this stuff and I'm like, where does it end? When when does when does John Q. Public sit there and say, I have had enough of this? Because you keep waiting for it to happen and it keeps not happening. But it but it is. It's just it's just not being reported. See, this is the weird thing, right? You know, you, the, the, there are reasons why all these companies are falling like a rock, and it's not just because the cost of living is 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 doubled. You know, for most people in the in the last year and a half, two years, <laughs> inflation. Um, what's that? You know, it, well, the, yeah, and anybody who tells you inflation's down to six point five percent, no, <laughs> no. Yeah, no, that's right. again. They just don't. They don't want to admit that. And again, this is more videos coming out for me today. But they don't want to admit we're in a recession, and we have been for a while. And there you are. But yeah. But I. But I. But like I said, Jason, and and this is maybe being a little more white pilled. Let's put it that way. People are. They're just not. It's people are walking away from stuff. It's just not being reported. People are. People are now legitimately questioning things. People are now thinking critically. You know, it's not to me, it's not lost on me that they're doing everything they can to try to control AI because an AI that would that that was open to listening to arguments around all these other things 
They can't have that. Yeah. It has to be within their narrow parameters of what's acceptable to talk about. I mean, conversations are being eliminated in AI. They won't allow, um, you know, comparisons between, you know, very destructive political structures, et cetera, et cetera. They won't, they, they won't acknowledge them. They all, well, this is the optimal way. And so they, they pre-select for the AI, which is supposed to be a learning process yes. what it's what its ideology is going to be well and that's something that we've talked about because i've had i've had a number of people here on on the program talking about ai and and the uses and the benefits and the possible harms and that kind of thing and it always comes back to me uh for me it comes back to garbage in garbage out these these ais have to have a starting point somebody has to program their baseline and and it goes from there based on what where their starting point is, and the starting point is going to be ideologically driven and biased, whether it's intentional or not. There's going to be a bias in the very beginning of this that affects how the machine learns. Well, it, it, of course, there's always going to be that, but of course, you know, technology used to be, and I'm going to say this, politically oriented around libertarianism. And that that's that's dangerous for a lot of these, you know, authoritarian ideologies. But we'll set that all aside. Um, I unfortunately need to be stepping out here pretty quick. Yeah, but, you got a members only stream coming up. So those yeah, of you, uh, if you're not following Culture Casino, you should be. We'll put the link in Thank the you. chat. Uh, so everybody should be going over there and following him. Um, I'll probably but, drop in there as well since I'm a member but, now. That's right, but I appreciate the uh, the impromptu uh, nature of this stream. I was like, "Oh, cow, let's do this!" Yeah, you bet. <laughs> it was awesome, and uh, you know, I like I said, I think Disney's in some big trouble. I think Trian, um, I think Trian's right. I think you're gonna you're gonna start seeing. And and look, the financial guys can shill away. Like nobody listens to you know Mad Money knucklehead anymore. Yeah. Uh, you know, and and there there are a bunch of other people they're not listening to. Um and they're starting to really see what this political ideology stuff is doing to Disney. And I think that'll spill over into a lot of other companies, especially when they start to highlight that this is all driven by, you know, three letters. Yes. Yes. And and sci-fi snobs says people who cannot air their views with speech We'll find ways to air them by other means. And I hope it doesn't come to that. I, I really do. I'm, I, Mindy and I have, have conversations about this, and I'm sitting there thinking, okay, plan for the worst, hope for the best, reality maybe falls somewhere in the middle. But, you know, yeah. you got to anticipate this stuff and hope it when doesn't happen. So Yeah, but when you put people under extremes, when you put people into extremes, when you only have extremes, yeah, the only reaction is... Extreme. extreme you know and again i mean i've i've looked at patterns that's what that's one of the things i've always done in my life and i'm i'm i've been seeing some risks there's some certain areas where there's some very bad patterns and it's going to lead to you know he thought the summer of love was interesting anyway i gotta <laughs> run jason thank all you right for culture thanks very much yeah. culture casino find him on youtube and other places we'll put links in the show notes uh, as well as a link to cameron's patreon and you guys go right. and check out his member stream if you're a member and uh, he'll be back, and, and you oh, can find him yeah. on Midnight's Edge as well. So uh, thank you very much, sir. Have a have a good thank rest you. of your day. Brush your hair, wash your hands, because it's good hygiene. I'll see you later. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, Culture Casino there. And uh, like I said, we'll put the links uh, for his channel as well as Cameron's Patreon in the notes. Um, one thing, uh, hour two for Wizards is now. So are, we're waiting for Wizards of the Coast 
to address and um and I did not call my guest dirty. I quoted his exit line. I'm 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 showing that I pay attention to to my sources, my people that are that are in this thing. All right, so uh, Wizards of the Coast apparently is going to be uh, issuing a statement of some sort today with regard to uh, OGL. 1.1. So we're keeping an eye on that. There's been some chatter about it. We're going to be keeping an eye on it. We are working on a new updated follow-up article over at sci me.com Correspondent K is diligently working on some stuff there. And <laughs> I'm waiting to hear back from uh, somebody who should know a little bit about what's been going on. We have sent uh, an email to uh, to one of the people who was involved in the sale of D and D from uh, from TSR to Wizards of the Coast from way back, Mr. Dancy has responded in the affirmative that he's willing to talk. We got to figure out exactly how to make that happen. So we are keeping track of the of the D&D Wizards of the Coast situation real quick I want to I want to mention here also this is news that broke this week uh yesterday as a matter of fact uh and and think what you want about this coming out in the wake of of Henry Cavill not being Superman anymore the Flash Ezra Miller uh cuts a plea deal he's not going to jail and he's only going to pay a $500 fine and it looks like it looks like Miller might be around for a while. Who knows? I don't know. I mean, this doesn't really address whether or not he's going to stay in the DC films as the Flash, but it certainly looks like he's going to get out of whatever legal entanglements that he's that he's gotten himself into. Uh, after pleading not guilty, this is deadline. After pleading not guilty to felony burglary charges back in October. Uh, Ezra Miller has entered a guilty plea for a lesser charge of trespassing after being accused of stealing three bottles of liquor from the pantry of Stanford, Vermont neighbor Isaac Winokur on May 1st. Miller's change of plea hearing is this Friday. Uh, actor has submitted a notice of plea agreement <coughs> excuse me, with the Vermont Superior Court's Criminal Division to have counts one and two of burglary and petty larceny waived. So he's he's... Made a deal, and yes, that's in that's in Vermont. Uh, I don't see anything in here as far as the rest of the stuff that's been going on. Uh, the 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 stuff that's going on, the the things that happened in Hawaii, the stuff that happened in Massachusetts. We don't have anything about that. So um, there could still be some legal entanglements as a result of those incidents, but the Vermont thing looks like it's going to go away quietly. <clears throat> and however you feel about that, it's happening right before the Super Bowl ad for the new movie, which is coming here in a few weeks. I, you know, I. It does not surprise me. Again, bingo cards fill in the blank for 2023, and uh, this kind of thing happens a lot, whether a celebrity or not. There's you know, high-profile case. Big charge will settle for a little charge, pay a penalty, pay a price, do a mea culpa. You know, he's seeing he's seeing a therapist. 
that will help, obviously. I mean, that probably makes the judge a little bit more disposed to, you know, cutting the deal and, and allowing for some slack because he's trying to get his life put back together and all of that. Okay, fine. But uh, I don't think this is going to do the movie any favors. I don't think this is going to do Warner Brothers any favors. It's not going to help uh, David Zaslav's efforts to cut costs. So we'll see. Um, we'll see what we can see. All right, real quick, <clears throat> before we head out of here, I want to just roll through and uh, give a shout-out to everybody who was here today. Uh, as far as I can tell everybody that was here today, Cam, Keeley, uh, Death Angel Shadow, uh, Culture Casino, I want to thank him for coming on to the program as well again. Uh, Darius Munchausen uh, in here and... Uh, Darius is one of uh, Culture's regulars, Tim Hayes, and uh, Captain Fandom Nerd. I see a lot of people coming over from Culture's uh, Culture streams. That's good to see. Fat Elvis, Shadow Dragon, Captain Fandom Nerd, I said. Uh, let's see who else. The Union of Amateur Strategists, uh, Your Muslim Uncle, good to see you again. Haven't seen you in a while. Uh, Real wade nation gaming clips good to see you the lovely sherry is uh, has been in here cypher snob and uh let's see who else who else who else i want to make sure i don't miss anyone uh is that everybody and of course mrs boss over here the lovely mrs boss let me uh troy Pacelli is here pacelli pacelli i see christopher hoffman blast from the bunker has been posted on the channel yes um <coughs> When you do a when you do a live stream, and you do a live stream that's um, simulcast to multiple channels, you got to have somebody at each channel ready to hit the go live button, and and I didn't last night, so my apologies. Blast from the bunker number four is out. Uh, talking to uh, Dr. Michael Brain, who is a uh, uh, travel psychologist, is what he uh, what he calls himself, and he's got a number of books talking about the paranormal and aliens and UFOs and that sort of thing. So, uh, Mr. Hoffman and uh, Mr. Carter over at Critical Blast had a conversation with him last night. You can find that on our channel. You can find it on our Odyssey channel. You can find it on the Critical Blast channel, and uh, on. Tuesday night's H2O, we did an unboxing. I opened up this uh, novella, After the Rapture, by Nancy Stolman. So this is going on the review pile. It's a novella about things, what happens after the rapture. And uh, I'm out of time, but I can show you all the stuff that I picked up at a used bookstore yesterday. But I do, I, 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 I'm, I'm going to show you one. And then we're going to get out of here. And those of you who are listening to this as a podcast, you're going to miss out because I'm going to show you. Uh, and I will describe this for those. For you. But this is a book that was in their, this is a book that was in their um, older, <clears throat> older book section. This is a, uh, a book called Shep's Giant Library, and it is a collection of various different things. Bible stories, history stories, fiction, poetry, music, and uh, it, has a, it has a copy of 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea in here. And uh, so I, I picked this up, and it was, it was rather reasonably priced, especially given the publication date. I want to read this to you, <clears throat> and then we'll get out of here. 
Now, normally, if you open up the book, you look at the copyright plate. It says copyright da, 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 by whatever publishing company, all rights reserved. Da, 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 da. We do it at the end of all of our videos, right? Copyright 2023 by Flaming Dog Media. This one says the following, and I quote. <coughs> the page doesn't say that. Sorry. Entered according to Act of Congress in the year 1897 by B.D. Shep in the office of the Librarian of Congress at Washington, D.C., all rights reserved. This is a book, this book right here that I have in my hand. This book was published in 1897. I'm really stoked because this is going to be fun. Yeah, it's, it's old. It's old. <clears throat> but I got a lot of good stuff. I got some... Uh, I got some Star Trek. I got some James Blish. I got some Heinlein stuff. I got some Theodore Sturgeon. So we'll go through that. Uh, and then, of course, tomorrow on the program, we've got Open Line Friday. So be ready with your calls and your thoughts and your complaints and your and your and your ideas and suggestions and things. What you want to talk about? Because we will do Open Line Friday tomorrow. And then, of course, on Saturday. Good Morning Multiverse, not tomorrow. Good Morning Multiverse is not tomorrow. It's Saturday. And, of course, you can catch this program live Monday through Open Line Friday, except if I have to leave. Uh, tonight on the program, tonight on the channel, we've got a new Ranker Pit at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central. So uh, you can check that out. I do think uh, Alexander Trapp will be back to uh, help with that conversation. We'll be talking about the uh, latest episode of The Bad Batch and might get into a little bit more on this with, uh, with the reports about Lucasfilm and the changes going on there. So tune in for that. And as always, we do invite you to subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Join if you want to have a membership because we'll be doing something with that at some point, I'm sure. And, of course, we do have the Discord. I see some new people joining in today. So uh, join us for the conversations that are going on over there. And uh, we'll do this all again tomorrow. Thanks very much for being here, folks. Remember, it's your vote. It's your money. They want you to think that there are five lights. But there are four lights. This has been a presentation of SciFiForMe.com. Copyright 2023 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media. You're listening to Sci-Fi For Me Radio.